but it's the light is so much more massive when they're working for themselves. Uh, it is just so cool seeing someone in the beginning that is just, you know, scared like shitless to do anything all the way up to all of a sudden, like we'll be having like this conversation or maybe they're doing like a live on a social media platform or a post or something. And I just am like, wow, like, look at them shine. Hey there, welcome to Jim with Jen, Empowering Your Pivot. I'm an ex-corporate girl turned chiropractor who is on a mission to help others make their dream a reality. I'll be sharing real stories from people who have made that leap into living a life of success on their terms. Making the leap isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it's about showing you that you too can have the freedom of life you desire. So let's jump right in. Welcome everybody to another episode of Jamming with Jen. So today I have on my friend Dana Murray. So I'm super excited she is on because we were just chatting before. It's probably been a handful or more of years since we've talked, but we knew each other, met through mutual friends um, in college, and she changed and pivoted out of the corporate world into online ventures, but now is really focused on Prove It with ketones and is leading a large group of people. And you recently spoke at a conference too, didn't you? I did. Yep. Yep. I just got to lead one of our corporate events. That's awesome. So welcome. Would you like Thank to- you. Yeah. Would you like to share um, a little bit more about you other than what I've already shared? Sure. Um, so let's see. We were just kind of talking about how long it's been since we've been in college. So I'm not going to go down that path with you guys. <laughs> but um, so previously, previous life, I guess, in the corporate world, um, I've done everything from like customer service, sales management, um, and then ended it in HR, which is when you really get to see, I guess, um, all the things that go on at a company. And um, from there, I think like my ethics were kind of tested as an individual. And that's what really got me going out to go seek and find something for myself. Um, But in reality, now knowing what I know about myself, I think that was always a path I was going to take. I've always had this like entrepreneurial spirit. It was just a matter of finding a home for myself. Yeah. And it takes some time to to like find that home and to like actually realize that you can do that. Um, and make that pivot, I feel like. Yeah. And I think a lot of people too find, cause I, I did different stuff before, like I found mm-hmm. what I found now and, you know, much like a job, you know, at 16, you get a job and you find out, Hey, this isn't for me, you know, then maybe another at 18, you know, in your twenties, et cetera. And you kind of like find this path. I think doing your own thing, it's okay to like fail because nothing's really a fail. It's just Mm -hmm. like a live and you learn and then you go try something else. It's not like you do one thing. It doesn't work out and you have to quit completely. You just might have to kind of like steer your path a different direction. Yeah. And I feel like most recently this quote has come up for me like multiple times with like different areas that I'm listening to. And it's like every or like eight out of nine entrepreneurs will fail. And then the caveat to that is, so you only have to try nine times. So It's like, yeah, okay, well, I might have to fail a few times, but it'll work out. Yeah, for sure. And you always learn something every time it happens. Yeah. Um, So tell me a little bit more about the mission and the goals um, currently that you're working on through the business or through life. 
Yeah. So our mission, like as a company is to better yourself. Like it's just a tagline, like to better, better our customers, um, better our people that are working within the organization. And I think what's really cool is although it is like a keto supplement is how I would introduce it to someone else. Um, you don't have to be keto to drink it by any means. Um, in fact, I think a lot of people, when they first get started, they're just looking to just like sleep better or honestly, just like having enough energy, man, we are balancing so many plates in life where, you know, most houses are like dual income houses and then you have kids and then you have, you know, maybe another parent that's still going back to school or sports. I mean, so many things that were just like, like burning the candle at both ends and all of a sudden life goes by, you know, and you know, 20 years goes by and you're like, Oh my gosh, how long ago was it when I was in college that we were just joking about before we came on here? Life just moves so fast. And I think people forget to like be present in the moment. Yeah. Um, Cause all of a sudden it, it could be gone. So really like the tool that we use, and I call it a tool because that's, that's what I feel it is in my life anyway. Um, the tool that we use really allows people to have like, my favorite benefit is the mental clarity. Mm-hmm. It just like turns your brain on that you can like be present And, you know, a lot of times people think, you know, like keto. So immediately they're like, oh, fat loss, but man, it's, it's so much more than that. Like our brains are these amazing, powerful tools that we have that I think when we're looking at like sickness and illness, I think our brains often get overlooked and they're the powerhouse of our bodies. I mean, besides our hearts, of course. So really like the idea of the product is to allow people to be better individuals Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I mean, we could go down a whole rabbit hole, I feel like of mental health and things like that, because the allopathic world is very much like we stick to our box, like your cardiologist, you stick to that, you're an endocrinologist, you stick to just like reproductive health and things like that. And you're like, but what's like going on at a neurological level? Sometimes, like brain fog could just be that you need some clarity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and too, I think, um, you know, it's, it's a crazy world we live in right now too. And I think so many people are just looking for like a quick, easy fix. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's never going to be like an option because I think too, you know, another thing besides just like having this tool to share with individuals, another thing that I'm really passionate about is using like food for fuel. And again, like we have so many things that are processed, like even right down to, I was watching this really cool TikTok the other day with a girl that was um, washing her vegetables. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how she used to just do it under tap water um, versus um, using this cleanse and this um, cleaner that she was using to like add to her water. It was like a specific type. And she kind of like showed them side by side and she was washing tomatoes, which you think is not like a very like porous fruit. It is a fruit Mm -hmm. technically, um, a very porous fruit to like take in like all the pesticides being used. And it was scary. So again, like thinking how food is our fuel too. And again, I'm just always thinking about what we can do for that brain health because it affects everything. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, as you were pivoting out of corporate world and into more of the online space, um, did you notice, or did you have any, like anyone who was specifically like supporting you through that or, um, or where did you turn for support? Yeah, it's challenging to find support. I mean, it really is. It's, um, you know, we're told as we're growing up, 
go to college, get a job, um, work your way up the ladder. Like, this is what you do, you know, get married, have kids, buy a house. Like everything's like, so it's like, you're just mentioning it's a freaking box. Like we live in. And the second you want to go outside of that box, um, it's scary because not only do people, they question it. Um, if anything, what happens is your thoughts to do something different scares other people. Like the only, the reason people give you a hard time about having your own business ever, there's two reasons is number one, they've tried it and failed themselves. So they feel they have to like bring someone else down. And this doesn't even have to be a mean individual. People do it and they don't even realize they're doing it to like kind of bash what you're doing. Um, or the second reason is they're just too scared to try themselves. So yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that, um, sometimes you have to look outside of that friends and family space to find that person who's going to be supportive to you. And the best part is, uh, we have this endless world called the internet <laughs> that you can go out there <laughs> and find supportive individuals. Um, I would say though, I think like my husband's always helpful. Uh, we still have conversations now where he's like, you are the crazy one out of the two of us. And yes, it's always been that way. <laughs> um, but I think it's finding there will be that one person who will be supportive to you. Um, but if you cannot find that person, go, go out and find an internet friend. And what's cool, often even when I'm like quoting stuff, I always say like, oh, a mentor mentioned this or a mentor said this. It doesn't even have to be that I've had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with that mentor, right? Because mm -hmm. they can still have like that influence without us having to have like that personal relationship. I think what's most important is having that belief in yourself because conversations will continue to come up, you know, as you're making like this amount of money, as you're seeing this amount of success and you're working your way down, people will still question you. Even when you have like bright and shiny things that are saying, Hey, I'm successful. People still question you. But what's cool is once you are in that headspace where you're not as scared it's easier to flip the switch and find like your confidence, like within yourself again. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people also will look at you and not you, but just like people who are looking to pivot out of life or to um, maybe be an entrepreneur is that they're doing it out of love, they think, and for protection, because they think that like that corporate job is that safe, like cozy spot. But like in reality, if you get fired or if something happens to you where you have to leave your job, they will replace you the next day. Like it doesn't matter. Um, and I think that's like, that was always like a huge wake up, wake up call, like watching people get let go. And like, it didn't matter. Like the work still had to get done. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think being in HR at the end really made that clear to me. Because often when people would leave during their exit interview, um, they, you know, whether they were let go or they left themselves, um, they really felt, and this, this sounds so cold, but really this is what I experienced. They felt like they really had mattered at that company and they made a difference. And that when they left, boy, was that company going to miss them? Mm -hmm. and, and nobody did. Um, yeah. unfortunately, like within the corporate world and, and maybe there's those amazing managers or directors or people you have that really truly do miss you when you leave. Don't get me wrong. That can be an experience. Um, but quite often, probably nine times out of 10, they were just a number there. And I think mm -hmm. that really opened my eyes up too. Yeah. 
how um, how did you make like that actual pivot into leaving corporate world completely behind? Yeah, uh, I did it <laughs> kind of creatively. So my job that I had at the end um, was a full-time management job. And mm-hmm. I convinced my boss and her boss to make it a part-time job. It took me probably about a year and a half to make that happen. Uh, really, my whole plan, I didn't know what I was going to do but I knew I wanted to leave. I didn't know like what I wanted to do on my own, but I knew I needed to start like setting up a plan. So a lot of times people will say like, well, I didn't have a part-time job as an option. Well, neither did I, but what a great example of like building your own business, like right away while you're in the world. Yeah. Uh, so I went part-time and then I, um, the entire year I was part-time, my intention was to leave. So it was a matter of like me having those conversations with myself, like every day in the car driving in, like, what was it going to be like on the day I quit, um, figuring out like how I was going to like kind of balance things as far as like income goes. Um, again, like, I think that like visualization is just like the most important thing and just taking the time to like have that conversation. And I know this sounds freaking crazy, but talking to myself in the car saying I'm quitting. Like I would have like that personal conversation with my boss and like plan it out. And what's so cool is the day it happened that I left, it felt so natural to, to quit and to leave Mm -hmm. and to like give my notice because I had done it already so many times in the car before that Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't scary anymore. Um, no, obviously the first time I did it in the car was absolutely scary. And when I drove away, that day I was like, Oh my God, this is real. Yeah. That was scary. But I think it's just like over and over and over in your head. And I think this is a bit of advice because I have quite a few people that are on uh, my team and I very much am the quit your job girl. Uh, that seems to be like something that uh, I've been labeled in within my company, which is great. Like I'm always there to encourage people, but I think the hardest thing that people are challenged with is that, so many times when they're leaving a job, they want to match their income mm-hmm. with their entrepreneur. So whatever it may be for your business, people think I'm not going to leave my corporate job until I match my income, then I can leave. But what I will tell you is um, all of the stories we've heard from like, you know, like Mel Robbins, Ed Milet, um, Tom Bilyeu, like people you look up to that are mentors out there in the world. They, they didn't match their income before they left. It's kind of like, like you said, they either like got let go and had to figure it out or they left their job because they were at their last straw and they had to figure it out. You can, you can only like, can I swear on here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can only like half ask something so many times before something's going to fall. We can only mm-hmm. balance so many plates, but it's figuring out what that timeline looks like for you. I think that's Mm -hmm. the most challenging part. Yeah. And I mean, if you are trying to match your income, I mean, it depends on everybody's income, like what they're all doing, but trying to match some incomes, like if you continually have that mindset that that security blanket's there, you'll never have to like continue to like work harder towards the next thing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, between a rock and a hard place is really where people, there is no other option. Mm -hmm. And that's when people really freaking thrive, like figuring something out on their own. Yeah. I would 100% agree with you on that. Um, What do you think has been the most challenging with pivoting out of like corporate world or just like 
the online space in general? Yeah, um, I think what's most challenging for me is I just, I am so dead set on that you can make it on your own. And I think when people first start, it's just such a scary, scary concept. I, I try to put myself back to like, what did I think about when I first thought about leaving, like to put myself back in that space? It's just, it's such a journey and it takes time. I'm sure like you experience this yourself too. Um, it just takes so much mindset and strength and belief. And it, it just takes like that patience and that consistency. And again, just working on your own headspace because your mindset take away like all the money, everything, your mindset is what matters in life. Like if you go to bed at night and you, you can't be alone with your own thoughts, something's broken there. And and that's being in your own business, working for someone else. If you're, if you're not happy alone, something's broken there. And, you know, no matter how many, like, you know, prescriptions you take to get your head right, or, you know, people you talk to really, it comes down to yourself and you can't, you can't want that for other people. Like they have to want it for themselves individually. So I think what's cool is again, now that we have internet land, like up and live, and it's been like so much a part of all of our lives, even if like, you know, you, you can't afford an audible or, you know, you can't afford like, you know, I know there's tons of like, you know, life coaching and mindset things and whatever. There is so much like, free shit available out on the internet. Yes. It's just a matter of you have to go seek it and, and find that voice who speaks to you too. Mm-hmm. You know, like say you're listening to someone and you're like, oh, this is such a great like mindset, personal development thing. And say, I listen to them and I'm like annoyed by their voice because this can happen too. Yep. <laughs> you have to find someone you click with. Um, and then that person, whatever, six months down the road, you won't click anymore. And then you have to find someone else. Um, so really working on that mindset, I think is the most challenging thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I mean, kind of going back to what you were talking about, just like finding people like, like like-minded. I had talked to somebody like about two months ago and we were just talking about that first year of being an entrepreneur and like the highs and the lows and like the roller coaster effects of it. Um, did you feel like that too? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I still do. There's still like highs and lows. I mean, when you're used to having a steady paycheck or, you know, every week I work this many hours, I get paid this much and you're used to that. And again, that's our box we live in, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's, you pay your monthly house payment, you pay this, you know, per week, per month, um, you know, adjusting. Even now I went from more of that big weekly paycheck or bi-weekly paycheck. Now, like my big paycheck comes like once a month. Yes. Mm-hmm. I get paid like other things like during the weeks, but like my big chunks, like once a month. So it's, it's really like adapting to that. Um, yeah, I'm, I, there's still like a lot of highs and lows, but I, I think what makes it different now between my first year doing it is that the first year it would like eat me up alive. Yeah. I would yep. go to bed and like, the devil's in your head and you just cannot get to sleep. And it's that like, everybody knows this feeling. It's that like mm-hmm. your guts are like feeling, yeah. um, when that feeling comes up now, I am able to shut it off so much quicker than what yeah. I used to. And that's what makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I think 
going into business, like, I don't feel like anybody really talked about like the highs and lows of the first year, mainly more the lows, because the highs are awesome. Like you can ride those. But like, after like talking to more and more people, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that first year was really hard to like struggle with those like inner demons, like what's going on and figuring things out. And then as you keep going, it just gets easier and easier to calm your body down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think has been the most rewarding? Uh, most rewarding. I love watching people's confidence grow. Yeah. That is my favorite part of my job. Um, this has always been my favorite part of any job, honestly. Like even when I did leadership within the, like the corporate world or like helping people even get like different jobs and just like starting to see that little light in them. But it's the light is so much more massive when they're working for themselves. Uh, it is just so cool seeing someone in the beginning that is just, you know, scared, like shitless to do anything all the way up to all of a sudden, like, we'll be having like this conversation, or maybe they're doing like a live on a social media platform or a post or something. And I just am like, wow, like, look at them shine. Yeah. That is my absolute favorite part. Oh, that's the best. Um, what would you tell your five-year-old self? Um, just in general about today or, you know, about feeling or making pivots or life. So I'm five-year-old like kid. Yeah. Like if you were to go back, if you were to be able to just like talk to your five-year-old self, like what is something you would tell her? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I know this is like such a cheese ball answer. I wouldn't change my journey at all because I've grown so much within all of it. And really I won't be me. Like if I didn't take it, but I will say having an eight-year-old son, I say all the stuff I wish I would have heard as a kid because um, mm -hmm. my parents were like, you know, the go to college, like get a good job, you know, work your way up the ladder, like type of people. And um, I think, think some of the stuff I didn't hear as a kid, like, hey, uh, we're proud of you or um, just I think like the conversations too around money. Mm -hmm. Money is like, oh, man, I could do like a whole freaking podcast on that, too money is such a, it's deemed like such a negative thing in life. And it's not, it's, it's a beautiful thing to earn and to give and to buy and to make moments with your family. Those are the things like I, I really had to work on, uh, just because I wasn't, I wasn't brought up that way. And this is no dig against my parents. I think they just mm -hmm. didn't know any different. Yeah. So really now as a parent and getting a chance to like, influence like my son oh this, the way he talks is just it's it's out of this world like even his conversations you know like he would say something like oh I'm just not lucky and I'm like well luck's manufactured buddy I'm like you make all that happen you know and at first he's like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> but now he gets it and he starts saying like those phrases well luck's manufactured so I can make this happen I'm like absolutely you can just conversations like that is really cool. And then to, you know, the biggest conversations we have because he, he is in public school and we love his school so much, but it's that conversation around, you do not have to go to college. Like yeah. it depends what path you want, but there is no one path for everybody. Everyone's mm -hmm. so different. So it's, it's really like having that conversation with him too. And I think if, that would have been maybe had with me when I was younger, I, I might've thought differently, but again, every step you take just, it's such a learning lesson. Like I just remember, yeah, 
I had so many good learning lessons in college that I won't go back and change. Yeah. And I feel, I have said that to my parents before, like, I don't know if I would have gone to college immediately out of high school, but then I'm like the people I've met, like the journey I took, like would all be completely different and I wouldn't change it. Um, are there any books or podcasts that you recommend? Yeah. Oh, that's definitely like a flavor of the day type of answer for me. Cause I always <laughs> change my all time favorite, like top two mentors are Ed Milet, um, which he yeah. has an amazing podcast and it's cool. Like even going back from the beginning where it was him talking, where now like his journey is always interviewing others. Um, so that's really cool to like go through with him. I love him. And then, um, Tom Billy, is like my other favorite too. Um, he just, it's cool. Cause him and his wife, are both entrepreneurs. And I just, I like watching that couple dynamic. I think that's really cool. Like um, if someone has like a spouse, whether they're in it with you or not, maybe they're just supporting you, but you know, a spouse, even if they're not doing the business with you, they are technically because they're your sounding board and who you talk to about stuff. Um, So yeah, I really like his journey too. Yeah. I think my younger brother just joined his um, like mastermind group. And so I'm really excited to hear like how that goes for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he just, um, man, I feel like both of those guys, when you listen to their podcasts or even just like watching reels on like Instagram too, Mm -hmm. you just can tell like their heart is in it when they're interviewing people, they just like, it radiates. Like even when Ed Milet's interviewing someone, he's like, Hmm. Mm, like you, you can feel it. And to me that I just like, I get with that. I have like goosebumps the whole time. Yeah. Ed Milet is one of my favorite people to listen to as well. It's like, I I'm like you, I kind of go on like highs and lows or like flavor of the days of who I'm listening to. And I'll get like on this whole tangent of like Ed Milet. And then it'll be like somebody else for like a month or something, but yeah. he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, any, any other piece of advice you would like to leave women who are maybe stepping into a different purpose or their, their purpose of life? Yeah, I think, um, the best thing you can do for yourself is the world is constantly busy, like Mm -hmm. constantly. Um, I'm living right now here at my in-laws while we're building, um, this year. Oh God, it's so nice to say this year and not have such a long timeline (laughs) to say on that anymore. Um, I think just being able to find your own, I'm not, no, I'm not talking like self-care here where I'm like, Hey, go put a mask on your face and lay in your bathtub. There's so much importance on, for me, it's like the simplicity of just going outside and not Mm -hmm. with my kid, not with my husband. Like I love them both. And I love hanging outside with them too. But there is just something about just like being outside and having that like complete quietness and then just being alone with your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And when you get an opportunity to do that and you have to make it because they don't come up, it doesn't happen naturally because our lives are so busy. When you have an opportunity to do that, taking the time to like journal all of your thoughts that you have, because there's just this amazing, like a mental clarity that comes with calmness. And we have the coolest brains, like our bodies as humans are the most amazing things. Like when we allow them to be amazing. Cause again, mm-hmm. the world is so busy. Stress is crazy on us. So I guess as a female, if you're looking for like, how do I go about and figure out like what I want to do or who I am or whatever it may be, 
take time and I'm, I'm not talking like an hour, like see if you can like carve out even a day to just like no technology, no family, be completely alone with your thoughts and preferably outdoors. Cause I think there's like something that happens out there that just is amazing. And then just journal it all down. You don't have to have a job title on top of it. You don't have to have like a specific thing in mind. Like what lights you up? Like if you would have told me that building confidence in others is a job, I, that's not a job. It isn't, but I found it. And that is what lights me up. So it's a matter of like, what are those passions, writing them down and then going out and like seeking that. Cause I think so many times when we're younger, it's, you know, find a job, there's a job title, like this is the mold, but really there's so much more out there. And I think like, I can't even say post post COVID cause it's, it's not yet. We're still living madly in it right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think what's cool is so many businesses have been forced to be adaptable. Yeah. So there's just so much more out there. It's a very exciting time for like entrepreneurs. Yeah. I love that. And where can people find you on social media? Yeah. Uh, so on Instagram, I am keto CrossFit Yogi. And that is, I believe my same on TikTok. I want to say, I'm going to double check that. Otherwise um, it's my full name here, Dana Jo Murray on Facebook. Everything I have is public. Um, so you can find me out there. So TikTok, Instagram's Keto CrossFit Yogi. And then on Facebook is Dana Jo Murray. And yeah, really like anytime anybody has any questions, like I said, like take my business out of it and take like monetary things out of it. Um, I love building confidence in others that lights me up, that fills my cup. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for questions and here to guide. Oh, awesome. I love it so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. of Jamming with Jen. I really want to thank Dana for taking the time out of her day to jump on, share her story and everything that she gets to do with empowering other people in her company and how she made that pivot out of corporate America. If you are looking to connect with Dana, I have all of her information um, connected to the show notes. And along with that is my information. You can find me on Instagram. My IG handle has changed from Dr. Jen Forcer to Jamming with Jen podcast. And you can also find me on TikTok at Jammin' with Jen. So thank you again. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.